Judah the Lion says, bring your body closer to me. The track is called, called Closer to Me. And this is what we kick off the night with. It's Real Time Night right here on the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Greetings and salutations to each and every one of you. Big ups, big ups, big ups to those locked in on TuneIn Radio. On the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Welcome, welcome. Big up to the massive locked in out of New Jersey on NIE Radio. Hanging out with New Jersey's finest, the motivator. I want to say big up to those who are locked in out of Long Island on Reggae Pulse Radio. DJ Atomic Force and crew. Welcome, welcome. Much love to the massive on the foundation radio network, ClintonLindsay.com. Welcome, welcome, Mr. Lindsay. How are you doing? Big up to those on PEMGTV.com. Those on Clubhouse. Girl, you buy welcome, welcome. I want to say big ups to the Facebook Live Massive. Big ups to those who are locked in on YouTube Live. It's perfect, it ain't no rain outside. Let's research it, see what we find. Judah said there ain't no rain outside, but um, he's not in South Florida. So if you're ready for this, so am I. We're having lots of rain outside here. Yeah, those bracing for the arrival of Nicole. You're in our prayers. Those who are working, first responders, big ups to you. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for helping us out. Because we need to have you around, you know, first responders. Yeah, man, you, you, you all are indispensable, priceless even. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. They too are priceless. Thank you to Pulse Media Group. When being in a moment is priceless, go ahead and give them a call. They can do everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. They'll take your videography, your photos, your streaming, your ads. You have an event you want to stream live on a secure platform, whether yours or theirs. A wedding, a sir, a uh, let me see, a wedding, a church service, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a seminar. Once you can stream it on a secure platform, and they can help you out with that. Go ahead and give them a call today, 754-999-1140. That's 754-999-1140. Tell them you heard about them from Kevin Stew. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. 
Althea is used a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Bambadade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you bringing her table, her oils and over 20 years massage therapy experience. So give her a call today. 954-655-9000. That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request outside of paying her. It is to get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. It's called the Kevin Stew Claus. Because I'm always falling asleep at her hands. You decide I'm the sun and you're the sky. Keep me satisfied. I want to say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global act as your booking agents, handle your tour management. Take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much, much more. Give them a call, 954-804-8199 or 954-804-8199 or you can check them out at reggaeglobal.com Tell them you heard about him on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. I want to say thank you to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. There are veteran-owned movers in the state of Florida. They're licensed and insured. So you want to move from the Keys to Jacksonville? Want to move from Fort Pierce over to Naples? From Palm Beach to Pensacola? Go ahead and give him a call. 954-406-9740. You want to put some things in storage? Don't have the manpower, don't have the transportation. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954-406-9740. Tell them you heard about them from Kevin Stew. Thank you, McNeil Trucking. They have your goods in good hands. I want to say big ups to those who are locked in at the home of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew right now. KevinStew.com, where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Invite him to call a friend, tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Because there's a lot to learn tonight. And it's good for everyone. So don't be stingy. Listen to you with everything else, not with this. And, I'm hoping to see ya. and of course, you can jump into the stew pot on kevinstew.com. Those of you wondering, what is the stew pot? Uh, well, it's what others call a chat room, but because we're fancy, uh, it's the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. You don't need to register to get in. You don't need to offer a firstborn, an internal organ, or a blood sacrifice. Just go to kevinstew.com and you are there. So go ahead and share it with somebody. Call somebody. Tell somebody. As my guests come into the studio virtually. Ready for them, just waiting for them to come on in. Deserve it, wait a long time. Reach out is perfect. 
the sound of Judah the Lion in the background, track called Closer to Me. really like this track too you you I want to keep you safe and sound you decide I'm the sun you are the sky just bring your body closer to me and as we talk tonight we're gonna be looking at soul ties and it, it's really interesting how we got around to get to this point where we're talking about soul ties because it, it, it was something that was introduced to me by one of my guests for tonight. Um, well, they, they, they kind of introduced it together. And I, I am so grateful for them for doing so. Uh, just waiting for them to jump into, the, jump onto the video. I know they're there. I just ah, there they are. <laughs> I got them back. So, without further ado, I get to introduce, reintroduce to you, Nadine. First of all, and tonight she is joined by her better portion. And that would be Eric. And let me tell you, Nadine and Eric, I don't call anybody a better half. I've been married before, twice. Um, I've had relationships. Back in the day, I used to say better half. But now, I know better. Better portion. Because I'm a whole person. I, 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 you, you, you may compliment me, but you do not complete me. I am whole. And so I say better portion. Whether or not you choose to agree, well, that's yet to be determined. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I present to you Eric and Nadine. How are you guys tonight? Well, so far, so good. Um, how are you guys? We're good. Good. Yeah. Staying dry. <laughs> well, you know, at, at this point in time, you know, <laughs> it's the best thing to do. Um, yeah. Prayers going up for those further up on the East Coast here in South Florida, in the Palm Beach, Fort Pierce area, where Nicole is, is set to make landfall. For now, uh, here in South Florida, in Broad County, just a bit of rain and, you know, a cool evening. Yeah. So, Nadine, we're gonna start with 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 you tonight. Kind of picking up picking up where we left off last week. And for those who are listening in tonight, who didn't catch last Monday's broadcast, where we we were really 
talking about um MJ Oh my goodness, now Tamara is gonna kill me. MJ Scarlet. MJ Scarlet uh mm-hmm. Foundation. We started talking about that and the work that the foundation does with human trafficking. And mm-hmm. Tamara was my guest, and you were Tamara's guest. Mm-hmm. And tonight you get to be the headliner. So it's really the Eric and Nadine or Nadine and Eric show, and I'm just facilitating it. So I didn't tell you that in the memo, but now you know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. as, as, as a quick overview, um, Nadine, could you just bring us up to speed, please? Um... My story, my life, uh, a part of who I am, it doesn't define who I am, is that I'm a survivor of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened for many years of my life. Um, first of all, I'm a nurse and uh, I'm a health educator. Um, I have a degree in psychology and I was able to come out of human trafficking and pick my life back up and uh, move on. Yes. As we spoke last week, that only 1% of um, people who are in human trafficking get out of human trafficking. And I was one of the 1%. Mm. Um, my story began with sexual abuse. Uh, it was all the time. Uh, most times with sexual abuse, um, familiar sexual abuse. And yes. that's uh, at the hands of someone that the family is familiar with. So that's how my abuse started. And um, he started grooming me from 11 um, years old with the sexual abuse. And then at 14, the trafficking started. And a week after I graduated from high school at 17, he kidnapped me and brought me here to Florida and trapped me here in Florida until I was able to get away and uh, go back to Louisiana. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana originally. Mm. And um, it's been a difficult process, um, recovering, trying to move all of my life, but God is good. And like I said, I was able to pick myself back up, um, go to school, get an education. And I wanted to devote my whole life. If he got me out of trafficking, I would spend the rest of my life um, helping other young women and other young people were in similar situations right. and God granted me that so this has become my life work of working with young people who are in uncompromising situations or situations to where they feel like there's no hope and they can't get out of them mm. now people would would they, they heard me mention the topic for tonight being soul ties and Wondering, wait, so what does soul ties have to do with someone being in the one percentile of those that get away from being human, being trafficked in the whole trafficking business? And that is where, Eric, you come in. Because if it wasn't for you chiming in, on last Monday's broadcast, I wouldn't have known about soul ties. So, 
introduce yourself for us, please, Eric. Well, I'm um, Eric. I'm Nadine's husband, and uh, before we got married, we did a lot of uh, presentations together dealing with uh, with HIV because we were in that arena at the time. But um, that's how we met. That's basically mm. how we met. Right. Yeah. Okay. We worked together. We started doing these presentations together, and um, Nadine would do the beginning of the presentation dealing with HIV and sex. And then I would come for the second half to deal with the spiritual side of it because it was more to sex than the physical side. So right. um, I had a, a little ministry I started called Weird Weird. It was an acronym for what, what I do, what, what I do, uh, why I do what I do. Mm. And dealing with HIV, I was dealing with a lot of women that were um, uh, abused, a lot of women that were sexually active. And it, I was really confused on why some of these women did what they did. So I said it had to be on the spiritual level more than the physical level because I had certain um, cases where three generations were affected by the HIV, a mother, a daughter, and a granddaughter. So I got involved with soul ties. A lot of people don't know what soul ties are, but it's a very deep spiritual connection that a person has, particularly when they have sexual intercourse with somebody. Mm. So it's, it's like what the Bible says, when two become one, uh, it's a serious state. So when you're having sex with somebody, you take on the spirit of that person. So if you've had sex with 10 people, you've actually been involved with all 10 of those people and sexually and also spiritually, you're connected to that person. Mm. If you don't know anything about that, uh, you're wondering why you can't get away from that person, why you continue to think about them, why sometimes you're obsessed with that person. Uh, I know when I first learned about soul ties, I thought it had a lot of times it had to do with some music that was played while you were having sex. I mean, I'm old school, and when yeah. I would hear the OJs, I would think of a certain woman. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it was the music, but not knowing it was a whole lot more than that, that I was still connected to that particular woman. So that's what soul ties are. And when you deal with it in the spiritual sense, you have godly soul ties, and you have ungodly soul ties. So mm. when I met Nadine, and I knew... She told me her story, how she had been trafficking, and I'm thinking, well, that's a lot of people you've been exposed to sexually. And after the physical side of it, of the healing, you can still be attached to those people and not know you're attached to them and why you're attached to them. Right. It's like a young girl that's being raped, still have a sexual interest in the rapist, as mm. traumatic as that act is. Yes. It's because... It's an ungodly act and she doesn't understand or he doesn't understand why they're still attached to that person. Mm. So when you're having sex with someone, it's not just about the sex. It goes deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And you, first of all, you have to know you have a soul tie to even address what I need to do if I do have a soul Right, so right. a lot of people are in the dark with this. Uh, it messes up a lot of marriages. 
because if you were someone that was with a lot of people, that's just, I'll just single out the player, the baller, as I call him. Talk about the guy that has, you know, over a hundred sexual partners. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, he decides to settle down right. and he finds a woman that he wants to marry. And like most, when you find your wife, you basically looking for a virgin. Well, there's not many virgins left because we're the ones that messed them up. Right. Begin with. Right. So uh, you get married to this person, but you've been with a hundred other people, don't know anything about soul ties. And now your wife is not doing certain things that you did when you're out in the street with all these women. So this is where the problem becomes a problem in the bedroom because now your wife is not doing all the things that these hundred women you were with mm. uh, that you're still tied to yeah. and you want your wife to do all these things that they did. So a lot of people don't understand, you know, uh, well, why can't my wife satisfy me? Well, it's because it's your wife and all hundred people that are in the bed with you. <laughs> mm. If you get, if you can imagine having those many people, now, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but uh, I do know some guys that, say they were with a hundred women. So uh imagine having a hundred people in the bed with you and you you're also in the bed with your wife. So it caused major, major problems. So if you think about all right. these people that are trafficking, after you uh say rescued like Nadine was basically rescued, what about that spiritual side of her that needs to be addressed? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean how does she get rid of that? How does she even know that she has all these different attachments. So when I met met her and she told me a story, we really, really started talking about that. These these soul ties. Uh, mm. Do you understand that uh, even as terrible as your your abuser, you still have a craving for him sexually? And and why is that? I can't get him out of my mind for some reason. Right. Even though I hate, him. you know, yeah, yeah. I hate him. I wish he was dead. If he's still living. All these type of things, but sexually and spiritually, you are connected to that person and you got to get rid of that. So, uh, you know, on the spiritual level, you have to pray that off of you. Mm. And when you pray, you have to call that person's name or those person's names. If you can't remember, you just ask God to help you with that. But you have to pray fervently. You can't just pray you know, I want these people removed from me and don't need it. You know, I, sometimes people say, well, uh, what is a fervent prayer? Well, God knows your heart. Mm. So you have to pray in that sense so God can remove this and, and truly be committed to having these spirits moved away from it because otherwise they will stay with you forever. So gotcha. she and I uh, worked on that together. You know, I when, she, when Nadine first told me a story, I was upset. I was totally upset. I was mad at her family. I was angry at she had three brothers. I kept asking them, well, what do you mean this is somebody in your family? Where's your brothers? You know, yeah. uh, where's yeah. dad? That, that that kind of stuff. So I just didn't understand uh, why she was still in a relationship, how, how she couldn't get out of the relationship. And she had to educate me yeah. on abuse. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that easy. This man threatened her life. Yes. Threatened to kill her family. You're young. 
you don't understand that you want to protect your family so it took me a while to adjust uh to that it was just a shock to me and and even when i think of of it now i still get upset of why did my brothers help me get out this this relationship so she had to educate me i had to educate her uh on the soul town the spiritual side of it and actually it just brought us closer together uh, so I, I told her, well, I'm not going anywhere. You know, uh, I can't blame you for existing before I came into your life. Yeah. And I think if people get that a lot, you know, don't, don't blame me because I had four girlfriends before you. I didn't even know you were coming. <laughs> you know, that, 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 it was that type of thing. So, right, right, uh, right. you know, you, you want to be equally yoked. And I, I, I think that helped us become a better, a better couple. But soul ties is something Believe it or not, that the pastors in the church refuse to talk about. They huh. they just won't talk about soul ties because a lot of the pastors still have soul ties. Mm. So they don't want to address that kind of stuff in church. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, we're stepping on toes. <laughs> yeah, we're stepping on toes. Hey, exactly. listen, I have no problem with it. That's 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 all we do. Um or one of the things that we do. Before I, I go much deeper into this, I'm going to part company with um, those on Facebook Live and those on, on Clubhouse. So you guys, you can join the remainder of the broadcast on kevinstew.com. The link is in the description for and in the comment section. It's pinned in the comment section. So go ahead and be a part of the remainder of this broadcast. Here are some more about the, the the journey that Nadine and Eric has have been on because it's not yet done they're still on the journey and what more we can learn about soul ties and before I do that I just want to do a little PSA here a shameless plug even if you wish to remind everyone to go ahead and go get the audiobook download the audiobook which book my very first narrated audiobook. It's titled Empowered. Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self-Defense. It's authored by Jonathan Field and again narrated by yours truly, Kevin Stew. So go on Amazon, go on Audible, get your copy of the book today. It's available. If you can't find it when you go looking, there's a short way to do it. Just go to kevinstew.com and click on the link. It takes you right to where you need to be. So, it's right there. You land on kevinstew.com. You can't miss it. <laughs> click on the link. Click on the image. It takes you straight to where you need to be to get your copy of the book, Empowered, Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self-Defense. So those on Clubhouse, those on Facebook, thank you guys. Truly appreciate love you. Join us over on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. And still, share with somebody. Yeah? Call somebody, tell your friends, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too, because this information is good for everybody. We all need to know about soul ties, because really and truly, in real life, we don't just have relations with one person. And, well, not true. I know of one person, and only one, that the only person that she has been with is her husband. And 
in today's day, I know that, that that's pretty rare or next to impossible. <laughs> but here it is. And it's, it's someone I met recently. Um, well, we haven't even really met yet. I, I learned off recently. And so, but she did sing to me for my birthday this past weekend. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I, I thank you. I thank you. So with me tonight is Eric and Nadine. And Nadine was trafficked, sexually trafficked, human trafficked, whichever way you want to, to, to categorize it. She was trafficked. And she is yeah. a very rare, hard to find person. And I say that because the statistics say 1% of human traffickers survive or actually get out. And she's a survivor and she's here and she shares her story of surviving being human trafficked, being sexually trafficked, being assaulted. And she teaches on things related to this. But not only that, she teaches within her profession. So she has gone on to live a very productive life. And a part of that production is right there beside her. And that's Eric. Those of you who are watching, you'll see him. Yeah, that, that handsome gentleman, almost as good looking as me. That guy right beside her right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys met on the presentation stage, basically. And through that, developed a relationship and a connection. Eric, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I know you were upset at her relatives. I'm not going to call them her family. At her relatives. That's my new title. Right. <laughs> and believe me, I was too when I heard the story. Uh, as you saw and heard. So how did you manage to get past what she had dealt with, what she had gone through? to say, but this is the woman for me. Because you know she has been through a lot. And there, there was a previous marriage, right, Nadine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Yeah, for both of us. Oh, so you, you, you had a trial too. A trial and yes. error too. Okay, cool. I had two. Uh, I'm done. He <laughs> said... <laughs> <laughs> More than two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. hats off to you. Nadine, you saved him. Um, so by now, you know he's well-seasoned. He has had practice. So now he knows what he doesn't want. And clearly, you are what he does want. But Eric, how did you manage to pull yourself away from the concept that this woman is, quote-unquote, tainted. So that you could love her in a way that she wouldn't look at you as someone trying to take advantage of a vulnerability. Because you learning her story, it, it puts her in a vulnerable state. You, you now have 
ammunition to use in a myriad of ways. Yeah. So yeah, how yeah it, it was when let, let me give it to you from this perspective. Yeah. Uh, Nadine and I were, we were work, working together for a long time. We were doing these presentations for a long time and uh, but every time I would leave her, say after a presentation, yes, I I just couldn't get my mind off her. So I'm constantly thinking about her. Uh, I can't wait to see her again. Mm. Um, Look, all the stuff that I would use to talk to another woman was basically bouncing off of her. It was almost like Superman (laughs) with kryptonite. Nothing was working. (laughs) I mean, she was just calling my shots like, you know, please, this is not working. So, uh, and that's the first thing that had ever happened to me. The very, very first. So I'm like, okay. Humbly experienced, she's isn't it? Like, <laughs> she's almost like a female version uh, of me, mm. really. So that piqued my interest. I mean, it was just, uh, I was like, okay, there's there's something about this woman. Now, initially, uh, nothing happened. I mean, nothing physical. I would see her and I would leave her. Eight years. We worked together eight years. years. And then uh, I had gone, I had moved, right? Yeah. I moved to LA. So, and I called in until I was coming back in town. And every time I come in town, we get together. Then this one time that I came, it was like, you know what? This is not just like a, a friendship. Okay. There's a little bit more. To this, I didn't want to leave her. She she didn't want to leave me. Mm. And even when she told me the story, uh, because I had knowledge of soul ties, because I understand that people have lives before they meet, it didn't bother me at all. And, and in fact, it interested me more because she was so honest with me uh, about what happened to her. Uh, yes. It upset me only from the family side of it. It didn't upset me that the fact that she had been with different people. Mm. Uh, but it upset me on the family side that she didn't get any help from her family. Because the I relatives, just the relatives. put her in my shoes. It's simple as that. I couldn't see my sister at 12 years old mm-hmm. not coming home. At I, I didn't understand that. I was saying, what do you mean you stayed out all night and nobody was looking for you? Because right. I think when I first met, I say, okay, why didn't they call the police? Why weren't you on TV? Why didn't they call the FBI? You know, I'm just asking all the questions that I would have done, things that I would have done. And I told her, if I had known you then when that was going on, I would have helped you. I would have been at that house. I, I would have reported that guy to, to the police. So I think that's what brought us together. I mean, just that 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 interest of helping her, that interest of trying to um, help her get her life back, and try to make try to find out why didn't these people help Nadine at mm. at that time, you know, and and for such a long long period of time, I didn't want her. I just didn't want out my life at all. And then, I mean, on the on the physical side, she was attractive. 
Uh, she had a marvelous conversation. We talked for hours and hours and hours at, at, at night. So that's how I got through it. And then God helped me with that. Yeah. Because like I, I, who am I to judge her of what happened to her? Something that she had absolutely no control over. So why would I reject it? Why would I not pursue her? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, my life, maybe not as terrible as hers, but uh, I wasn't living this pure Christian life myself. Right, right. You, you know? So that's that was the attraction. Uh, it was just, uh, I got to find out more about this woman. You know, she survived this stuff. Mm. And when she told the story, how do you survive that? Right. <laughs> you get out of that in your right mind. Right, right. And we started thinking about all the things that could have happened to her, drugs, death, you know, and it was just, it was just fascinating. It's just, this is a strong woman. This is not your, na- your regular woman. Right. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Nadine, looking at, here's, here's this guy now approaching uh, you, um, you know. coming with game. Yes. <laughs> that did not work at all. You know, Kevin, we worked together for, um, we, we work in HIV in New Orleans together. And yes. we worked, like I said, eight years as partners. Yes. We were doing presentations together. And he was my buddy. And I was his buddy. And like he said, um, nothing. When I say nothing for eight years, it was just, you know, he, you know, then, back then, I don't know if I'm telling my age for real, we had, we had beepers. You know, mm. the beepers? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he would page me and you know, uh I call him up and give where are you? I'm getting ready to go to this presentation at the university. Uh I'm gonna catch up with you there, I'll pick you up at the office and we'll go together. And then um, you know, like you said, he moved to LA and I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um and then we would see each other. I moved back to after Katrina, I moved back to Oakland's. And he would come in town and we'd hook up. And like you said, this one time it was like, okay, so, you know, are we going to make this work or what? But like I said the other week with you, I, my, my thing was he had to know everything from A to Z. Yeah. You have to make the, the decision whether you want to go down this road with me or not. You know, and I understand totally if you don't. And I said that right. to you. And I said, take two days, remember that, and just do your homework. <laughs> And then come back after two days, and he would call me, and I wouldn't answer the phone for two days. I was not answering the phone. Yeah. And um, after the second day, you know, he had done his homework because he had all the questions that everybody else has. Right. And you know, because we worked in HIV together, um, uh, we, I'm very transparent and very open. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And what makes me such a good health educator, and I'm not to toot my own horn, I'm one of the best health educators you're going to get. I'm one of the best presenters you're going to get. And yeah. what makes me that way is because of my life and because right. I'm transparent and because I'm brutally honest, almost to a fault, mm. that it's uh, sometimes offensive to people, my honesty, yeah. right? And that's what he liked also uh, when I did my presentations. And But that's what made my presentations so effective. You know, so when you talk about the soul ties, and we talk about what brought us together. I would always talk about in my presentation, for every one person you've slept with, you've slept with 100 people. Mm. So if you sleep with three people, you've slept with 300 people. Well, we brought that 
to my life and how many people, how, how many ties had I had. But right. the reason I was able to talk about that, the way that I was able to talk about it, because I, I identified with it, you mm. know. Yes. And, of course, people didn't know my story with the HIV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and what made it uh, even easier for him and I to talk about it was because of the dynamics of the population that we dealt with. Right. You know, um, but again, it was you're going to know my story and it's up to you whether you're going to accept it and we move on or I understand if you want to just jump ship, you know. So, but yeah, and then he started talking about soul ties and how we needed to pray the soul ties off and how I needed to be able to. And, and the soul ties wasn't only with, remember, with my family or my relatives. It was also, I mean, with the um, sexual, it was with my relatives, yeah. right. you know, because you have a soul tie to people. And he talked about how he had a soul tie to his mom and he couldn't get away from his mom or move away um, from his mom because he had a soul tie with his mom. So, you know, it's like things, you have to understand what things are motivators behind the soul tie is, is he, to be interested. And, and And that was going to be my my next question um if it is only sexually related that you get into soul ties now those of you who are just tuning in this is our 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 topic for this evening's real talk we're talking soul ties and what they are and with me is nadine and eric who are a couple married couple how long have you guys been married now oh 12 years we knew each other so you, you, uh, about 10 years yeah. before that. So 20 some years. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. 20 some years. Yeah, let's not do the math. Let's not do the math. They've been married. They've been married 12 years now. Um, and uh, they found their connection and Funny enough, it had to deal with breaking connections. Those of you just joining in, if you want to participate in this broadcast, there are a couple of ways you can do so. You can jump into the stew pot on kevinstew.com. Just go to kevinstew.com and you are there. It is what others call a chat room for, because we're fancy. It's the stew pot. So you don't need to register for our firstborn and internal organ, blood, blood sacrifice, nothing like that. If you want to donate, there's a donate button on the website, but it has nothing to do with going into the stew pot. So you can interact that way. And of course, at the bottom of the screen right now, you'll be seeing the phone number rolling across. Those of you that are listening in on the radio station affiliates, the number is 773-789-STEW. Really easy to remember, right? 773-789-STEW. Now, if you can't do the stew part, it's 773-789-7839. One more time. 773-789-7839. You can call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. They all work. But I, I really want to hear from you guys, too, uh, as, as you have questions in your minds and ideas and thoughts and, and your comments. Share, share with us. Because these two here, they're teachers. Me, I'm a facilitator tonight. So <laughs> you get to talk to the teachers, right? <laughs> now, um, oh, this question had popped into my head earlier, Eric, as, as you were telling me that you couldn't get Nadine out your mind. Um, you know she's from New Orleans, right? 
So yes. you, you, you didn't you didn't think she took a, a lock of a piece of you here, a strand of you here, and you, <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> of course you know <laughs> of course you know i'm playing uh bob and new orleans people uh i love y'all <laughs> i'm jamaican so people people hit me up with the voodoo thing all the time you know so <laughs> she didn't put the red gravy on <laughs> By the way, I went to New Orleans um, earlier this year. It was it was amazing, an amazing experience. Uh, a few days right. in New Orleans, I loved it. Um, so, and it wasn't Mardi Gras. I didn't go for Mardi Gras. Good, 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 good. 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 So here here we are. And what was so different about Eric? Nadine, that you could look at him and say, oh, he is not like the others, nor like my previous husband, my, my ex-husband. What was it that made him so different? Is it because you were friends? Well, yeah. Um, it was because we were friends, and I don't know, we just had a connection. We had a connection from working together. We had a connection... I threw our conversations together. Um, and I just felt safe. I just felt safe for him to be able to share my whole story with him because he knew what I knew mm. as far as the life of HIV, you know, and okay. people and behaviors. So I just felt safe with him. And when I made up my mind, like I had never shared my story to, with any guy, not even my first husband. He didn't know the intimate details of my story, like mm. Eric knew, and, 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 you know, he knew I had been abused, but he right. didn't know the trafficking part of it, and, the, and the, the, really the stories that I told Eric, because yeah. once I decided I was going to tell him, I told him everything, like intimate details of things, he asked all the questions, because mm -hmm. he knew that he could ask the questions, and he asked all the questions, and I answered all of his questions, and you know, he had the questions like everybody else has, you know, right, right, right. like you said, when you leave, why didn't you get out? Why stay so long? Was it, how was it? I mean, just, he had intimate questions about right. the sexual experiences. And I answered all of those things too, because like say, he knew that I'm very open. And I felt like if he had the questions, he needed to know, mm. you know, it was only fair to him that he knew exactly what he was dealing with. Right. And he knew the emotional and the psychological portion of it, with, you know, the things that I go through with depression, with nightmares, with, you know, sweats at night, with um, things that may trigger me, mm. um, you know, like raising your voice at me or things like that. So he had, to, he had to know all of those things in order for us to have a relationship, I feel, you know. Now, we're talking soul ties. So here we are. And you guys having been friends for, I would say, knowing each other for 10, good friends for eight, and then married for 12, where you really got to know each other, mm -hmm. um, and still in the process of, which is awesome. Right. You would have developed your ties prior to actually becoming intimate before sex and 
Eric, I'm I'm suspecting that this was the tie that kept you thinking about Nadine. Absolutely. So yeah. So you had a tie before she had a tie. How does the tie thing work? The soul ties. Well, it could you know it 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 could it, it could be romantic and it could be plutonic. Uh, so it's it's like without having a physical, sexual mm-hmm. soul tied with, with, with her, an emotional soul tie. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like the tie that you have with, uh, a mother has with a son or a daughter. Right. Okay, which they put in a category of a godly soul tie. Okay. Uh, my mother's soul tie was so strong to me when I was in my 40s, getting ready to move to L.A., and I had told my sister, didn't tell my mom, my mom questioned me like I was six years old. She asked me one day, you have something to tell me? And I was like, oh, mommy, what are you talking about? She said, are you moving to L.A.? And I was like, well, yeah. And, you know, it was like, well, you didn't ask me if you can go to L.A. You know, oh. I'm, a grown, I'm a grown man at the time. So, uh, you know, which was overwhelming for me. I just couldn't believe that my, my mom actually asked me that. Right. And was going to. Probably, if she could, stop me. <laughs> so uh, when I met Nadine, I mean, that that soul tie was just that strong. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had to know more. Um, I, I um, She was just that interested. I mean, just that intriguing. And I knew, you know, I knew a lot of women. I, I worked with a lot, a lot of women, but she was just totally, totally different. And uh, I, I just needed to know more long before I knew uh, her past. But it was the way she was carrying herself. And I think because she had gone through that experience, uh, she certainly was not going to let any man get over on her mm. ever yeah. again. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. When I met Nadine, Nadine knew a lot of men. Okay, this is long mm. after the abuse. Mm-hmm. She kept friends with men more than women. You see? Mm. Uh, most of the men in her life had a purpose. And what I mean by that, if she had a mechanic, he was going to be working on a car. If she had a painter, he was going to be painting a house. You know, these right, men right. had purpose in that sense. And also in the sense that whatever you're doing, I promise you, you're not going to abuse me in any sense, not physical, not emotional. I'm going to get everything I can get out of you. Mm. And I didn't notice that, you know, the phone rung all day when I was with Nadine. It was always men. <laughs> so, you know, I had to be strong to handle that. There was no women calling at all. <laughs> you know, and this is this 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 is when I knew this is when I knew she had picked me when the phone rang one day and she told me to answer. it. Ooh. <laughs> and it was a guy. Mm-hmm. And he was just as shocked as me because he. <laughs> You know, I'm a small guy, but I got this big, heavy voice. So I, I sound like I'm six eight. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so he, and I could tell the way he's at. And I gave, I, I told, I said, hey, uh, Nadine, the phone's right. Well, at that point, you know, any guy that calls like that, you know, they got questions. And I could tell the way she was answering. He's asking all kinds of questions. But mm-hmm. that was cool with me. And then when she explained why she had men in, in her life, to me, it made sense because a lot of the women was so messy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just so so messy. You get a little bit more out of men, it's you know. I, as I said, women are emotional, men are logic, you're logical. So 
you know, it's easier to talk talk to a man than it is to talk to the women. You can't trust them. You don't know what they they're gonna do. So, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that tie was so strong, and I, I just could not, I couldn't turn it loose. I just could not turn it. Loose. And that was just a friendship tie. I enjoyed right. being with. Right. You know, she she made my day. She really, really did. She made my day, and I enjoyed presenting with it because I knew we were good. We were a good tag team. Good tag team. You, you guys still yeah. present, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so oh, yeah. I, I'm going to need for you to stop talking in past tense. <laughs> we are a good tag team, and we were then. <laughs> no. Sure, we still present. <laughs> so, <laughs> here it is. Now, that that kind of makes sense, you know. We, we form these soul ties as we go through life, basically, then. Um, it's not just the partner that we have at a particular point in time in our life, but their friends, their relatives, their family members. So it, it just a matter of how well the two individuals connect. Yes. Now, but it's not the enough. But whether it is healthy or not, does that negate whether a soul tie will be formed? Does do the does does a soul tie? Because what Eric was saying about your past, Nadine, had a lot to do with these soul ties to the negative. So it really doesn't matter the the reason that individual is connected to you. What matters is that there is a connection, and you need to recognize it. How? Yes. Right. What's the process that you guys adopt to recognize these ties? Well, you, you can usually tell if a, if a tie, as they say, is uh, negative or uh, ungodly by, um, let's just say you you're obsessed with this person. Uh, you 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 need their validation. Uh, uh, you overreact. Your responses to that person are exaggerated. So now you're at a point where it's it's becoming it's becoming uh, negative. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Be- because now this person is really trying to control you. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people say, um, uh, I've heard people say, somebody somebody's someone's dead, and and they'll say, but if they still got control over you from the grave. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in in a statement like that, I mean that's pretty powerful. This person is gone, but she's still, uh, he's still affecting your life in a negative way. You know, not, not in a positive way. Not to where it comes. Uh, you know, the person is calling you all day, and he doesn't. They don't understand when you don't answer the phone. Uh, you know, it's just like the movie Fatal Attraction. Yes, uh, it just becomes toxic at that point. Um, of a soul tie with a friend is great. You know, I, I have a partner right now of 60 some years from, from second grade, lives in Florida with me now. We can almost finish each other's sentences. Sometimes people say we sound alike. Mm. Uh, sometimes I'm talking to him on, on the phone and I know what he's going to say before he says it. Right, That's right. a good soul. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when it becomes toxic, uh, abusive, uh, the person sitting outside your house, 
you know, he's in the shopping center where you are, well, you're on a whole different level now. Mm. Totally, totally different. And that's what we try to teach people. The good good soul ties and the bad soul ties. That's a part of, um, you know, when we're doing education with women who are in bad relationships or teenagers, how to recognize a good soul tie and a bad soul tie. Um, couples, when we talk to couples who are in abusive relationships or who may be in controlling relationships or who just may have a healthy relationship. Because it's, you know, like we said, they're healthy soul ties. How to nurture a healthy soul tie, you know, and how to keep it going. Right, um, right. So we had, and, you know, we had a healthy soul tie. So the part of us keeping it going was to be transparent with each other and be honest with each other, you know, um, and to listen and communicate, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is a challenge in our relationships. It's definitely a challenge in ours. But, um, you know, those things you have to learn. And sometimes it takes a while to learn those things. But so that's what we try to implement. But, but you, 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 you guys just seem to gel so well. What could be so challenging with <laughs> you guys communicating? Friends, well, you know, before we, 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 marriage and marriage for 12 years, I don't know, 22 combined years here. Well, you know, we, um, we come with a past. Everybody comes with a past. And that's mm-hmm. something else that we try to teach people. You come with the past. You can't be angry at the person for a pet, you know. Um, and I'm one to always talk about that. You come with a pass. Right. And then we're dealing with, uh, you know, if you, if you see Eric and I have a generational gap between each other. So you're dealing with how he was raised in his background and how I was raised in my background. And that because of my life, I'm more of a, of a communicator and a more transparent. Well, he wasn't taught that in his generation. And then he's a male. So that's something else that we deal with. Right, he's right. A male. He's an older male where you were taught where um, uh, we laugh about it. Uh, there was a book called Men Cry in the Dark. Mm-hmm. And I used to always tell him, cut the damn lights on so I can see your tears. You know? Right. And, right, you know? But that's the way it is. We want, you know, we're more emotional. Women are in, in you know, the Mars and the Venus thing. Yes, right? yes. So, um, you know, that's what it is. So it's a, it's a struggle sometimes. And Eric had to learn that being with me. He had, to, you know, he had to learn about communication and how to communicate because that wasn't something that he was used to, particularly from his generation and period, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it was it was. The big thing with you know the dad not telling you, I mean provided for you, but not ever telling you he loved you. You know, mom yes, telling yes. you you love all the time. Yes. Uh, my daddy never told me he loved me. I mean, it just never told me. I, I guess at the time I wasn't looking for it at the time, but then in retrospect I started thinking about it, and I know how many times I tell my son that I love him, and I started thinking. I said, you know, my dad never. He just never told me that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I never heard. That. Sometimes I expected it all the time. I was sugar plum and boo boo and all that. Yeah, yeah. But with my dad, didn't happen. Not in that generation. Well, I'm I'm just yeah. a few years younger than you, Eric, and I I never got it from my dad either. So yeah, yeah. It's right. it's just different, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just that different big generation gap. Uh, right. You know, I talked Nadine a lot of times, just kidding with her, and I say, oh, that's right. You weren't even here yet. <laughs> I also tell her, imagine this. Imagine me. <laughs> <still there. laughs> 
imagine me babysitting her when she was young. Okay. Mm. Cause this could have happened. I could have babysitted her as a child. Right. Right. And then married her later. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it was, that's the gap that we have between, you know, 13 years. I mean, it's, I mean, 15 years. All right. So I could have babysit her. And Who's, then counting, her. Nadine? Who's counting? Who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> 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 so, you know, but the, the soul ties, um, we try to get people to see how real that is. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, like he said, we had talked about it in presentations, but it wasn't until we got together to where we, I sat down with him and we really just went through it, you know, uh, yeah. and dissected what it really meant and then formed workshops behind doing it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. everyone, you know, people aren't as receptive to it. Right. right. What, what, what kind of pushback do you get when presenting about soul ties? Well, I, I think people, People just don't want to admit that they had this past. You know what I mean? Like when I would do a presentation at a church, mm-hmm. okay, I would ask this question. This is my opening question to church people. Okay. <laughs> How many people in here had sex before they got married? Oh, boy. And I would, would turn my back to the audience and raise my hand. And mm. then I would turn around. Okay. Because I know the church people are holy, so holy they're not really good. Right, right, right. So nobody, I don't know how many hands went up, but nobody wants to admit that. All right? Yes. Because none of us have been listening to Hezekiah Walker all our lives. Mm -hmm. Okay? You know, we've listened to secular music. I tell people all the time about the OJs and the Shy Lights. Well, people don't want to admit that kind of stuff in church. So the pushback is... I don't want nobody to think that I've been with somebody else in the wrong way. Right. Okay. Well, if you haven't, been, if you weren't married, you were already in the wrong way. Right. And so, you know, let's, let's get over that and learn from this point on that, okay, you, you know, we, we all filthy rags, still love filthy rags. Yes. The other thing, too, is another then you have to admit some things about yourself that are, are brutal <laughs> and you have to deal with some emotions that you don't want to deal with yeah. you true, know true so that's the thing that turns people off because again who wants to deal with emotions all the time who wants to deal with be brutally honest about who they are and where they've been in their past you know just like we talked about last week people say why can't you get over this? Why can't you right. move on? Mm-hmm. Why are you still talking about it? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. because it doesn't define me, but it was a part of my life, and it's made me who I am. And today, I can't apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't apologize for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Nor should you. No. Nor should you. Not. <laughs> That's right. Because That's right. That, that aspect of your life is very necessary today, very, very much needed because it still goes on. And yeah. with the, the, the kind of revenue that that business generates yeah. as an illegal business, it, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah, you, you need to still 
talk about that. You should not at all let go of that. And you two together, I feel that energy. I, I feel it right. I, I felt it on Monday <laughs> and I feel it tonight. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy. And boy, I, had you not gotten to where you are today, I'd have had to have asked how, <laughs> you know, after, after Eric, this woman made you wait, bro. She made you wait. You earned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to had to put in the work, and yeah. then I had to put in the new work because the old stuff didn't work no more. Right. So now you had it, to bring you know, yourself to the table. Yes, yes. So I, you know, I I had to look in the mirror and it's like, okay, none of this stuff is working. And, you know, and and that's defeating to you. You know what I mean? It's like I told this girl this, and she told me that. So it's like. But mm. that don't, that's not that's not the response I was supposed to get. Right. So so now, you know, I have to make me a new me, and I have to make me a, a new honest me now. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. I I can't come with the lies. Right. I, I can't come with that any, anymore. So it's it's like okay, she's real, so I gotta be real. Yeah. That's that's the only way that that this is gonna work. <laughs> and that's the, in itself is difficult for people. And when I talk about our relationship, that's what helped. We were friends first. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how you tell your friend everything and right. you share things with your friend. Uh, he went through my marriage and divorce. I went through his marriage and divorce. You know, um, I, I had a child. He went through all of that with me as friends. And we were able to be honest with each other in the friendship. So when the relationship came, it's like, okay, I know all that I that I know about you. So let's just bring the rest of it out. And that's what made it, you know, um, better for us, I think. Right. One of the most awesome things about you guys, for me, is just that. You are friends. I often say, everybody wants their partner, their husband, their wife, to be their best friend. But nobody is going to make their best friend their wife or husband. <laughs> And I, I, I don't know why, <laughs> but it, it kind of would make sense. And you guys prove that it, it would make sense if you're into that married stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it well, only it makes sense. It changes the dynamics, though, Kevin. It changes the dynamics. Though. I think that because no one wants to make their friend their wife because as, as a spouse, you have different expectations than a friend. You know what I'm saying? Different responsibilities, different accountabilities as a spouse as you do a friend. So now if I make my friend my spouse, then I have to really change the trajectory of who I am and where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I get that. But when your friend is there with you throughout who you are, so, here is the player with the best friend of the opposite sex. And this player presents all his game to this best friend. And she still is his best friend. 
what is going to change if they take it to the next level? Because she already knows him. And he knows that she... Therein lies the problem. And this is why you are the psych teacher. <laughs> you know, this is why you have the psych degree. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I have a DJ before my name, not a DR. So it, it, you don't have to listen to what I say, but you can check it out and you'll realize that I'm right there. And so here it is. We are conditioned to think along a certain line. But you have proof that it works. Here is Nadine and Eric. Proof that being friends and transitioning this friendship into something more works because they knew each other and each other's dirt and still loved each other through it and even more so have continued to love and that love has continued to grow. So why not? If this is what you're striving towards, if this is why you're dating all of these people, if this is why you're creating all these soul ties, because as you date these people, dating is not the, 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 the sexual experience. The, no, the dating is the getting to know someone. So let's use it in its true sense. As you, get to, as you start dating these people and you're getting to know them, you're knowing their, the stories behind who they are. You have become friends in this process. Why would you need to change anything if you're going to move to another level within your friendship? I am, I am friends with a lot of my exes. Because we started out as friends. We moved on to another aspect of our relationship. And when that aspect of our relationship ended, it came back to the friendship. Now, it didn't work for all of them. And I'm grateful that it didn't work for all of them, but <laughs> still, <laughs> you know, I, I, I give credit where it's due and, and I'm grateful where I, I need to be. So, but still, you know, hey, sweets, good to see that you're, you're, and you think this is a necessary topic to have. Not many people know about soul ties. Sweets, did you know about soul ties before I, I put, posted this topic as or topic for real talk tonight. Go ahead and, 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 and let me know. Um, but people, this is one of those things that, that, that people experience, but don't even know what it is. You know, there, 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 there are many things that we go through life experiencing, and, and it's only when you get exposed to a seminar, or you read a book, and you come across something, and you go, wait, but this sounds like me. And then you do the shadow work and the getting to know the person in the mirror and realize, but this is you and you have a title. You fit into a, into a group. And, you know, the, the whole wanting to be a part of a group thing, you, you know how it goes in psychology, mm-hmm. Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eric, do you also have a psychology background by chance? No, I'm uh, the educator. So I okay. finished in the ele- elementary education. Whole family taught, system, dad, mom. And uh, okay. I only taught for maybe a couple of months and went and worked for UPS full time. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because even as a yeah. teacher, based on what we're talking about, here you are as a teacher, and as a teacher, you are pouring into these young minds. Don't 
soul ties develop there also? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost as long as you're dealing with another human being in, in, in a relationship, it's, it's that soul ties is, is just going to develop. Okay. Some more severe than, than others, you know, mm-hmm. in a positive sense too. And then some, as, as you say, like we tell our kids, we, well, a lot of people you meet in life are acquaintances. Right. You know, you get very little friends. Uh-huh. When, you know, some years old, I might have six good friends. I'm tough. I don't have to explain anything to them. I can pick up a conversation when I haven't spoken to them for a long time. Right. Uh, but the soul ties can develop. I mean, you can develop a soul tie with somebody in a store, a, a cashier, somebody you see on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at Walmart all the time. And it's a good soul tie. You know, uh, people tell me all the time that, you know, it's like you, you have this tender spirit. I got a 10-year-old. I'm 70. Mm. And he, he talks like he's 65 years old. Because <laughs> he hangs with me and my, my best buddy. So he has that tender right. spirit like he's that been That old before. soul. <laughs> that old soul. You know, right. it's, it's just an old soul. Well, that's all I know. You know, it's it's yeah. just all I know, and and I, I hope I could uh, keep it like that. Really, you know, I, I want him. Uh, you know, God permits me to see him get get married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that soul tie I have with him is just it's unshakable. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean. It, uh, but it's 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 a good soul tie. So yeah, you can you can casually develop a soul tie. Just somebody you take interest in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about the teachers, I see a lot of the teachers who abuse the kids in school. Yes. Particularly the teenagers. And teenagers are vulnerable population, i.e. that's, you know, my trafficking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, of course, they're confused. They're trying to find their way. And they develop a soul tie, which is not a healthy soul tie with these teenagers. Yeah. So the right. abuse starts. You know, yes. the abuse starts with them. Um, because they have, they're dealing with a vulnerable population. So soul tie develops with the kids, with this adult, and the adult, just like the abusers do, take advantage of these kids, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's scary, but something that we definitely need to pay attention to. We, we, we go through life and we take things for granted. And this is one of those things that we just take for granted. Because we meet people and in, in, in Jamaican parlance, we have a way to say spirit tick. You know, you have, you, you, have, you have formed this connection. You don't know why. You just like this person. You just have this connection with this person. And you just gel. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it happens. And of course, because we are all energy there are some energies that work well together and some not so mm-hmm. well. And it, it's just to be aware that that happens. But what you have really gone deep in tonight, both of you, is recognizing that we have these ties, present, past, and ties to come in the future. And to be so aware of self that you know what is happening 
as these ties develop. And you, you guys have gone as far as to teach how to maintain these desired ties. So if you could just touch on that just a little bit so that I can have an understanding, not giving away all your, your, your tips and tools because we keep those for the seminars, right? <laughs> well, you know, my thing, one of my part of, portion of my presentation is you have to recognize the soul tie. And how you do that is people come into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. They come to our life to teach a lesson, learn a lesson, or their objects for which the lesson taught. Mm-hmm. So you have to recognize the, the purpose of that per- person in your life. Yes. Um, that's a way to, to, to decipher or discern what the soul tie is, you know. And the other thing is you have to sit together and you have to be honest with each other about your expectations in the relationship. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that's, that's, that's a real difficult conversation to have. Like uh, Eric was saying you can't talk about, and you know, I asked you last week about your show being um, uh, rated. You yes. can't talk about a relationship and where we go in a relationship without us talking about the communication. You know, I have a gumbo. I have a relationship gumbo. Yes. Trust, honesty, respect, understanding, loyalty. Um, all those things go in the, in, in the pot to make the relationship gumbo. And, and then you have to put in other things in the pot. So you have to sit down and decide between you and be brutally honest. And like Eric said, if you have certain sexual expectations and the other person does not, that's not the person for you. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you're not creating a good soul tie at that point. And that's when the infidelity comes in and the promiscuity in a relationship or the, you know what I'm saying? The adultery comes in in a relationship. So you have to be brutally honest with each other and, and, if I like certain things a certain way and that's not what you do, then you might not be the person for me, honestly. Mm, because yeah. what am I going to do? I'm going to seek that in, because I crave that outside of the relationship. If it's something that uh, your, your spouse wants you to do that you don't partake in, then that's not the person for you. Because, again, they're going to seek that outside of the relationship. Or if you compromise to do those things, and you don't believe in them or you don't feel comfortable with them, then that builds up the resentment and all the other stuff that goes along with tearing a relationship apart. Mm. I, I want to come to one of you guys' seminars. <laughs> when, when is the next one? When is the next one? <laughs> you have to talk about it. I mean, they're, 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 they're brutal conversations. Because, okay, because when, when, when you enter into a relationship, you meet the representative, right? Yes. The yes. representative makes the company wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, the company is a wonderful company and you want to work for that company. Right. And then once you sign the contract, the CEO shows up. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a contract. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the company anymore. I don't like the boss. I don't like the You job still like the company, but you don't like the boss. And that, that, that taints your whole image of the company. And, and, yeah. and But this is what I'm saying. But, but here's the thing, though. This is what I'm saying when it comes to the, the, the best friend thing. 
moving and changing into a relationship. The best friend already knows the CEO. So, what is the big... How many people are honest like that? (laughs) You know, we all ask for these open, honest relationships. And we fail to pay attention to the fact that in asking for that of someone else, you also have to ask of that of ask for that of yourself. And in fact that's where it needs to start. I I remember going on a personal journey and I had to sit with myself and ask some really difficult questions. And I got to a point where I I stood in front of the mirror well, figuratively, and said, hi, my name is Kevin. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Because I had to really become familiar with the true me. And at that point, now I can say, hey, this is who I am. And I got there. And I tell everybody, if you have never done therapy, do it at least once. Do it. Nothing has to be going on with you. But guess what? There's always something going on with you. Because if you have migrated, you have left people behind and you have broken ties. That is something that needs to be addressed. You need, how are you dealing with that? If, if you haven't and someone has died, if you have a new life come in, you have a, a birth of a child, everything brings with it a level of trauma. And not because it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to happen to you. Still, it brings something that you should sit with someone that is knowledgeable and talk. And this is what therapy is. And I had to sit down and do some therapy. I grew up without my biological father. And he and I developed a relationship as I became an adult. In fact, he is the reason why I'm in the States. No, um, indirectly. But that's another story. But still, I had to, to, to look at certain things as it related to the relationship with my father. And I had made some decisions myself when I became a father. And Eric, you talk about not being told by your father, I love you, and how much you tell your son. I tell my children the same thing over and over. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I sound like a broken record. I look back at it and I think back at our interactions. I'm a broken record. I'm a boy's... I I, I hug and kiss my boys. My father never kissed me. Never. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never. Never. Yeah. I mean, we say it constantly in it. And that was, again, that was an adjustment for Eric when we first got together. Yeah. I had my daughter and it was something that we said, I just told my kid, I just went in the room and I said, I'm about to go on a podcast. You need anything? She said, no. I said, okay. She said, I love you. I said, I love you too. She just texted me. I love you. And it was hard for Eric. He, he had to admit that. It was hard for him to kind of, you know, get into that. And I would tell him I loved her. And uh, in the beginning, when we first got into the relationship, it was hard for him to say it back. Mm. And he had to admit because he hadn't had a woman that would say it right. like I would say it all the time, or he hadn't heard it in his life. And and well, I remember um, you might remember this. We were talking, and 
I said something in, in about being handsome. Mm-hmm. And he said no one had ever said that to him in his life. That's I was saying, why don't you know you react to it or anything like that? And you said, because no one has never said that to me in my life, you know. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yep. Yeah, you know, and even with my son, it's like, you know, my son's very loving, very affectionate, very, you know, he's all over his dad. You know, we call him handsome constantly. We yeah. tell him he's a genius. And all of those things were difficult for Eric to kind of embrace right. in the beginning, you know? So, so Eric, you, 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 in formulating, in, in recognizing this soul tie, you have also found a soul healer. Because there were things going on with you that cause a little bit of internal conflict and so you found yourself a soul healer putting on my my shrink hat no um i should go over to the coach (laughs) 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 so this this here in this time in this space these past two decades this was set out just for you and whatever it was that you dealt with before that was just preparing you for this moment. Right. I can only imagine how awesome you must be feeling <laughs> even as you sit here talking with me and, and, and sharing about this experience right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said something, Kevin, yeah. that's very pop, uh, powerful. I need to cut you off. Um, no, fine. Cut me off. It's your show. When you said uh, you have to take a look at the man in the mirror, and that's what we tell people. You yeah. have to. I when I my my first marriage ended. Mm-hmm. The book don't match the cover. I tell you, that's my brand. Yes, right. Because you will know my story by looking at me. Right. And we live. I lived a lot, even in that marriage. I wasn't brutally honest, and that was a part of. The universe breaking that marriage down. We both weren't. Mm-hmm. Me and my mm-hmm. my ex. Um, and I had to literally take a look at the man in the mirror and say that's when I made the vow that the next person that I truly fall in love with is going to know my story. To know exactly what they're dealing with. Because it's exhausting when you don't deal with who you are. And I always tell people in our, in our presentations and I tell my daughter that I don't care where you go. You have to take you with you. Yes. So until you deal with you, you can move to another country. You take you with you. You're going to have the same issues until you recognize what the issues are and deal with them. Mm. <laughs> you see, your daughter, your children are, 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 are going to be presenting so... As, as so wise beyond their years to their peers, you know. <laughs> See? That's See? one of the frustrations with my 19-year-old with, with friends is because she's so much more mature, you know. Um, and even with finding a relationship with the guy that she said, Mom, they're so immature. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's going to be tough, but... <laughs> she she has two wonderful guides to help her along the way. Tutorful, to even trying to save her some time. That's all. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you you can't make 
all the mistakes yourself. Learn from others who have made the mistakes ahead of you. And that way, you will save some time. Yeah. And if, 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 if they take that approach, then it will save them a bunch of heartache. Bunch of it. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank you too for taking the time out to share with us and to enlighten us on soul ties. Sweet said, I, I, I guess Sweets is a she, um, knows about, uh, knew about soul ties prior to us talking tonight. And, you know, I, I tip my hat to those more knowledgeable of things than, than I am. I've, I've been presenting on this broadcast for 12 years now, as long as you guys have been married. And um, I had never come across soul ties that I can recall. You know, various bonds and, uh, you know, being soulmates. But I've talked soulmates, but not talked soul ties. And I guess that, that fine-tunes soulmates a little bit i don't know because it 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 is a broader but yet still locks in i I don't even know how to describe it because it happens as we go along in life and we tend to think soulmates of just in special individuals that have come across come along at various intervals in our lives and so recognizing our soul ties and that they happen sexually or asexually mm-hmm. and they're good, good ties and not so good ties. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to nurture them. Is it easy to break them? It's, <laughs> it, it's hard to break the soul ties because, uh, Say like a soul tie for an ex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you could start by first of immediately uh, doing the obvious, deleting the name, uh, no contact. You know, with all the social media stuff you have now, you you just completely uh, delete that particular person. That helps. Mm-hmm. But then you know the soul tie is also uh, it, it affects the heart. So a lot of times it's it's hard to. Forget about the ex person because you can go to places, you can smell things, you can see things that remind you about the ex. Uh, so it's 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 difficult, and it's interesting you mentioned soulmate as opposed to soul ties. A lot of times, the soulmate is a little bit more immediate than the soul tie. The soul tie sometimes is gradual. The soulmate is like you know, kind of spontaneous. You you just know right off the bat. Okay, this is this is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. You know, w- without that gradual relationship growing to the point where you got a good soul tie or you got a toxic mm. soul tie. I I lost you guys. Oh dear, I I don't know what happened there. Uh, they froze. Nadine, Eric. Oh, wow. Okay. So until I, I, I get them back, um, 
are you guys back? I don't know. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes. There we are. There, okay. there. Yes, you are back. Um, hey, Tamara. I, I thought you'd be beating the books. Tamara saying, great show. Very interesting. Uh, Tamara, this, this happened because of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Tamara and Nadine are family, y'all. Family. And family. Yes. Right. Um, you know, Kevin, when we talk about uh, the soul tap from a, a trafficking standpoint. Yes. That was, like I said, when Eric and I first started talking about this and we delved d- deeper into it, it was difficult for me to embrace, mm. you know, all of these ties. And even though we have been doing a presentation for years about the one to 300 people. And, mm-hmm. you know, it took us, what. We, we did it over days, right? Praying and crying and praying and calling names yes. um, and those names that we didn't know. And let me share something with you. And I don't know if I even have ever shared this with Eric that I'll think about the names that we called, right? And uh, my past relationships, like after the um, trafficking, you know? Yeah. And I would wonder, like, why was there no feeling or emotion for that person and then one day it hit me we had prayed that soul tie off it was gone mm. you know it was gone so and it was like a revelation for me like this really did work yeah. because um, you know I never thought I'd get over my ex-husband I never thought you know in the anger and resentment how the relationship ended how volatile it was in the end and then I remember we did the soul tie thing, right? And after I had the baby, uh, I saw him and it was nothing. It was like emptiness. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh my God, there he goes or none yeah. of that. It wasn't any anger anymore. And I would tell people, he could come and sleep on my couch. He, you know what I'm saying? So right, I think right. just so, it, that's when it dawned on me that how powerful it was to be able to call it by name. You know, and say, you know, I I, I, I whip this soul tie. I want the soul tie off of me. I no longer have a connection with this person. You know, I no longer am connected to this person. They can no longer hurt me. They can. And even with um, uh, my trafficker, my perpetrator, you know, um, we we did. That was a whole ritual that we did with that. uh, Praying and praying and praying. And it's the same thing. The, 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 I, that was when I was able to say, did I want this to happen to me? Am I, um, do I regret this happening to me? No, I don't regret it. Yes, I wish it wouldn't have happened, but I'm glad it did happen because it opened the door for me to be a vessel to be able to minister to other people. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, I, I, I said it earlier and, I'll say it over and over and over again. I am glad that people get to experience the teachers that you guys are. You and I had exchanged text messages, Nadine, and I said it to you that you guys are awesome. You are an awesome teacher. Thank you for the teacher that you have become. And Experiencing you and Eric tonight helps me to understand a part of you becoming that teacher. 
and you being that teacher. And I understand a little bit better when you said he helped you and to break some soul ties and to recognize that you had these ties. And I, I hope our listeners and viewers get a better understanding of that too. Now, you guys do workshops together. All right, you have any workshops coming up anytime soon? Not coming up. Let me say this really quick too, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that would get people to understand or try to get them to understand about soul ties is people get it tied into religion, right? Mm-hmm. And believe in God. And I don't believe in God, so I don't. This has nothing to do with all that. It has yeah. to do with universal law, and it has to do with your spirit and your soul. Yeah. The religion about the church and going to church and the future and the. Oh, they froze again. So don't okay. tune out and shut down the soul tie because we say pray it off or we use the word right. soul. Yes. It's a part of your soul is who you are, whether you go to church or not, yeah. whether right, you believe right. in anything or not. Yes. So it's about saving your soul. And when we say pray it up, whoever you have to pray it up, however you have to do it, we just call him God. We want to call him Allah, whatever you want to call him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or whatever you want to call the spirit, the universe. You can say to the universe to take mm-hmm. it away from you. Yes. You know, so that's what you try to get people to understand. Don't get caught up in like it's a religion. Right, the religious or, side. Right, no, it's not. It's not none of that. I, t- I tell people all the time, I, I grew up in church. Um, I, I don't talk religion. I don't do religion. I'm very spiritual, but I, I'm not religious. Uh, I, yeah. tell, I tell it to people yeah. all the time. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And yeah, people need to, again, we're changing the narrative. And that is important because we get so bogged down with, with certain characterizations and certain definitions that we can't open up our minds and grow. We can't yeah. let go of certain things and grow. And we deny ourselves the opportunity to live. And when I say to live, I mean to live honestly, to live honestly with ourselves and the people around us that we claim to care for. Because if you're not presenting your true self, your authentic self to those that you claim to love, who are you presenting you to? And so you're presenting a lie. So who do they love? Hmm. Eric, Nadine, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, you know. Thank you. And I, I really hope and pray this is not the last time we're talking because, oh, no. you know, <laughs> I, I, I do this every week, you know, uh, community and finance is a little bit different from real talk. And but you, you can see how they are all linked because what comes between those two is healthy love. So community and finance is Monday, healthy love is Tuesday and real talk is Wednesday. And if 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 your community isn't right, if your finances is not right, it'll make you sick. And if that makes you sick, you'll go crazy. And you have you need somebody to talk to. And so they're all a part of one thing. 
or one person because I consider them all extensions of me. Thank you for contributing you. to me tonight because you have helped in my development. Because that's what I do every day. I learn and I grow. And you guys have contributed to that tonight. Thank you. You have that. Thank you. My Thank pleasure. you so much. You're very welcome. You guys have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow. You beat, beat those books. <laughs> Get it done. Because we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. You guys have a great night. All right. All right. You too. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Lots of love. Lots of love. As I would say, no love. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Nadine and Eric, as we wrap up tonight, move into musical therapy and abbreviated musical therapy, but musical therapy nonetheless. We're going to kick it off with Cesar, track called Can't Hold My Heart. I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you all missed the broadcast, don't worry. The podcast is available. YouTube, we can catch that. But all you need to do is just visit kevinstew.com tomorrow. The podcast will be there. The link to the YouTube is there. So you don't even need to search all over for it. as we part company I hope you all recognize your soul ties the good ones the bad ones the indifferent ones no the good ones the not so good ones and the indifferent ones yeah as we part company also I encourage you to look out for members of your community remember your community is not just the development that you live in but it spreads far and wide so those that you pass on the bus the plane the boat or the train whether you walk ride or drive these are members of your community do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow my name is Kevin Stew this is how I like to do it to you for you and with you every Monday Tuesday and Wednesday 10pm Eastern right here kevinstew.com and affiliates Join me on Saturday, all being well. For the Saturday Stew on Reggae Global Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern. Where we bubble up and simmer down. Y'all stay safe. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you all a good night. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Take care until... Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.